right. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. This is truly our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. I guess I say it so often that sometimes I say it when I don't intend to, <laughs> like last evening. Uh, we did have our Bible study on the book of Hebrews last night, so uh, you can go back and listen to that. We finished out chapter 9. Um, I hope it's edifying for you. I know it's late for some of you, but uh, it's late for me too. Um, but, you know, we gather when we can gather. Uh, let's see. So today we'll continue with the book of Samuel. We're going to do that up through, with a little break for Ascension Day, but um, up through the uh, Feast of Pentecost, and then we'll move to the book of Acts, the, the uh, Holy Spirit's working to create the church. All right. Let's turn to our devotion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our memory verse for this week, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans 8, verses 31 to 32. Our psalm for this week, Psalm 114. When Israel went out from Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you flee? O Jordan, that you turn back? O mountains, that you skip like rams, O hills like lambs? Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turns the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a spring of water. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Yes, it's good to have you all here. Uh, I see you checked in. Michael, Chris, Grace, Don, and Tim. We'll continue with our first reading here, Colossians chapter 1. Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossa, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard it and knew the grace of God in truth, as you also learned from Epaphras, our fellow, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. So begins the book of Colossians. We're going to do uh, do some continuous readings from that book. The um, you notice this is a, a pretty conventional greeting. Not every 
New Testament epistle, that is a letter, uh, begins in such a way, but here uh, it's pretty typical to, to have these greetings and then this commendation, this encouragement, a word of encouragement to begin the letter. Of course, not everything's going to be encouragement in the letter. <laughs> or I should say, it's encouraging uh, to be faithful to God's word and does so by discouraging the flesh. There we go. Our reading for catechesis is from 1 Samuel chapter 2. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went to his house at Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. There ends the reading. All right. It was actually a lovely uh, picture here at the beginning. I don't know if you were paying attention, um, but you have Eli um, there in his royal vestments. They're not really royal. These are the priestly vestments. You've got the breastplate uh, with the 12 stones, and you've got all the different garments, so you get an idea of those. Of course, there's the basin, or excuse me, the gold with the manna. You've got that there. Um, so, you know, it is pictured a little bit medieval, but you've got the bowl for the sacrifice. Of course, Hannah offering her son uh, before Eli to serve as priest, right? And then Elkanah, uh, her husband. So what a beautiful picture, huh? All right. Uh, what did Hannah do in these verses? Yeah, it says she prayed. How could Hannah smile at or boast over her enemies? She says it right here in verse 10, right? Why can she smile at or boast over her enemies? Because by faith, she knew the Lord would shatter her enemies and ours too. And uh, what enemies uh, might we smi uh, smile? Hmm. At what enemies might we smile? I know it's, that's actually, the, the enemies hate it when you smile at them, right? Well, um, this is kind of, it's just, it's, it's a strange you know, it's a strange statement right here. I smile at my enemies. What is, what is she getting after? Um, consider what Paul says in 1 Corinthians. Let me get there. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, which we studied a while ago in our 
Wednesday evening Bible study. This is what he says. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O death, where, or Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Um, so, you know, we boast or we can smile, if you like, over death and sin. Think about uh you know, the hymn, God's Own Child, I, I gladly say it, which is one that we sing quite often uh, because of its bold confession and the way it teaches us to rely upon our baptism, right? Um, but the way it accuses sin, death, and devil. You know, uh, dr- devil, drop your ugly accusations. I'm not so soon enticed, right? I mean, it's a way of boasting or mocking him, uh, which you can do and you should do. <laughs> Look, I'm baptized, so <laughs> cut it out. You're an idiot. I know. We like to think of the devil and God as these like equal authorities and um, the devil is God's devil, as Luther said. So um, he's restrained, uh, and he's he's nothing compared to our God. All right. Uh, what important name is given to God in the last phrase of verse two? What's the name given to God here? Yeah, he's called the Rock, a Rock, any God. Um, whom is Hannah warning about talking proudly? You see that in verse three. Yeah, he's, she's actually warning again her enemies, right? Now, don't be careful about what you say. Don't speak the, the way you speak about God because your actions will be weighed um, and uh, it won't go well for you. Verses 4 and 5, which I'll highlight there for you, uh, who is being described here? Yeah, these are believers in Christ, actually, who are strengthened and filled in their hunger as well as the barren woman, um, who is actually a picture of the church, who will bring forth new life, uh, while the Jewish church, the one who has many, will perish. So Hannah's already looking forward to the coming of Christ in the um, in his kingdom that has no end, and actually includes the Gentiles too. Mm, coffee. Uh, what important truth is being stated here in verse 6? It's the Lord who kills and makes alive. Yeah. Jesus says the same thing in the New Testament. Remember how he says this in the New Testament? About the Lord killing and making alive? What is this referring to? I suppose that's a a similar question. Matthew 16. Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it uh, to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father Excuse me. with, the, with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Right? Take up your cross and follow me. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You see? So the Lord kills and he makes alive. Of course, what does this then tell us about the Christian life? And here we could perhaps bring Paul to bear, the language of Romans and Galatians, right, in particular. That it's through the law, right, that our Lord daily kills the old Adam. 
and um, the old Adam that is in us. And then the new man, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, would live within us through the gospel, right? Um, sometimes people think of um, the Christian life as like, you know, that they're kind of part devil and part angel. And that's not the picture the scripture would give. It's like, no, you are sinful, right? But now Christ, who dwells in you by faith through your baptism, is the new man who guides you in the way you should go. So it's not just as if Jesus stands out in front of you and you follow after him, although the, that picture is used in the scriptures, but he is actually in you by the spirit through your baptism, right? By his spirit to guide you in the way you should go, not just externally, but internally too. It's not like just follow after the pastor, like a duckling, right? Following a mother, mother duck or our little chicks around the hen, right? Although he uses that picture. Uh, but it's also internal, right? You have the spirit dwelling within you and guiding you. And it's that spirit who is at war with the flesh, right? To overcome that flesh in you daily by killing it, <laughs> by the law, and making you alive again by the forgiveness of sins in Jesus. All right. Um, how does God kill, right? We just said it's through the law, because the law accuses us, right? And leaves us condemned. Then how does God make alive? Again, through the gospel, right? Makes us alive through the forgiveness of sins. Um, and she, you know, she gets there because it's right here in verse eight, right? They have dust and ashes. He raises the poor from the dust and he lifts the beggar from the ash heap. These are both pictures of, of course, death, right? Um, dust you are and to dust you shall return. Genesis three nineteen. Uh, in verse nine, who are the saints, right? We have this, he will guard the feet of his saints. Who are they? What does it mean to be a saint? It means one to be set apart for God's good use. That is to be made holy, declared holy in the forgiveness of sins, right? So namely, you are a saint if you are a believer in Christ, right? As you are a believer in Christ, you are a saint. Of course, the wicked then would be unbelievers, right? Those who reject the salvation that they have that is theirs in Christ. Um, what is not the key for prevailing over the enemies of the Lord, sin, death, and devil? What is actually not helpful or not necessary? The strength of man, right? You see that? By strength, no man shall prevail, right? So that, that's quite important. Sometimes people think um, that they can overcome their sin, they can overcome temptation by their own strength, right? You know, if only I, you know, set up, you know, accountability partners and this sort of thing, which can help be, be helpful for the flesh, of course, right? But ultimately, only sin, sin is over, only overcome by the work of the Spirit working through the forgiveness of sins. This is the unanimous testimony of the scriptures, okay? Um, and for some reason, we get we lose sight of it. We like to always, I guess we just want to take some more credit um, and rather than just give credit where credit is due. That is to our Lord. Who is the king and the anointed one here in verse 10? Ah, anointed one? You know what, you know what the, uh, the Hebrew for anointed one is, right? Messiah, what's the, the Greek word for anointed one? Christ. Uh -huh. So we're talking about Jesus here. All right. And then uh, before the text ends, the child uh, ministers to the Lord or before the Lord with Eli the priest. I'm not, I'm not as preferential to the uh, prepositions used here, but it's the basic idea is that uh, the child becomes a minister of the Lord, right? He serves the people giving out the Lord's gifts to them. That's why before the Lord, not to the Lord. Uh -huh. Got it. All right, a meditation on this text. Even though uh, she must have already, she must already give up the son for whom she had longed. Hannah rejoiced in the faithful mercy of God, as the birth of Samuel had freed her from 
the provoking of Peninnah, remember that's the other wife of Elkanah, she took heart that God would free her from her greater enemies. Truly, there is no other God like the Holy One of Israel, who takes on flesh and blood, that he may be the rock pouring forth life-giving water at his death. It is this God who offered up his own Son in our place at the cross in order that he might raise us all up to eternal life. Through the law, our Lord daily kills the old Adam in us, that the new man, our Lord Jesus Christ, might come forth and arise within us through the gospel. All right. Confess our catechism for this week, table of duties to husbands. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Colossians 3, verse 19. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion the men of your church into husbands made in your image, who love their wives and sacrifice themselves for them, even as you gave yourself for us, your bride, the church. Teach them to respect their wives and to treat them with tenderness, compassion, and loving kindness. Deliver them from all pride and arrogance, so that they do not take advantage of their wives, but honor them as joint heirs of the gracious gift of life. In your holy name we pray. Amen. On this Thursday, we pray for the church and her pastors, for all missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help us, good Lord, by the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. On this April 22nd, we pray in Thanksgiving with Aaliyah and Ryan, who celebrate their baptism, with Amanda with, for the gift of healing, Mariah in the answer to the divine call to serve our congregation, uh, with Ryan and Cassidy, who celebrate the birth of their son, Arthur, Tristan, also, Marcella, Kelsey, Roy, John, Timothy, Janice, Sandy, and Linda, Ken, Aaron, Penny, and Blair, all in need of the gift of your healing. We also pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, Lutheran Heritage Foundation, Pastor Bloss, as well as our homebound Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Prayer collect for this week. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands 
I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, here we go. Just wanted to make a little change that I forgot. All right. Uh, let's sing our hymn with high delight. Let us unite. So good to have you with us here all today for our congregation of prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's word. It, uh, it's been a joy to be with you. Of course, uh, to, last night you could uh, join us live, but if you didn't, you can go back and watch on replay on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and I guess Twitter, if you're so enamored, um, to catch up on the book of Hebrews Bible study. Um, you can really jump in at any point, although, you know, the last, what, probably... 15 lessons or so, or of course, leading up to the argument. It's a continuous argument, and we're taking our time going through that. 
Um, but even so, if you jump in, you'll find, try to make sure that every week, apply the text in such a way um, that you can see how it pertains to the life, uh, your life as Christians, the life of us as a Christian congregation, and of course, um, the life of the church as a whole. So uh, go and check that out. Otherwise, we'll see you again in the morning for our congregation of prayer. Lord be with you all.